0: From the summit in San Antonio, Texas, the core presents sales training boot camp with Marjorie Adams and Phil Puma. Today's
1: topic, list to last, pre-list to closing.
2: All right, you guys are in list to last. If you're not, you're in the wrong class. You're all in the right place. Okay. All right. Well, I will start off. So we're going to really work on you guys having a complete process in place, right? take the listing from before listing through the listing, we do really want to spend a lot of time on listing sources, so this is going to be collaborative, right, so right now, unless you're in a different market than I am, listings are harder to come by, not as many out there, so we really want to help each other get more listings, right, so hoping that's why you're here, I'm guessing, Um, so I'll start, I'm going to introduce Phil, so I'm really excited to do this because um, I've known Phil for, I don't know, at least seven years, at least seven. Um, and we've become really good friends. Our families know each other. I've stayed at his house. And what's the best is, for years, I've wanted to say the, oh, my God, Phil Puma story. So <laughs> the funny part is, I've gone to many Megas. I've gone to many Summits. And, you know, we do our dessert receptions. And we do, like, our classes and everything. And people will walk up to me and start talking to me. And, I'll like, last night, it happened at the pool yesterday. I was talking to someone, and I mentioned I was teaching a class with Phil Puma. And I'm going to get a T-shirt because... The thing every time is, oh, my God, you know, Phil Puma. (laughs) So suddenly anything I was saying is completely irrelevant. (laughs) And the next step usually is a large shove out of the way to get to Phil Puma. (laughs) So I am very honored to share this class with, oh, my God, Phil Puma. Um, But I will tell you in all seriousness, um, you will never, ever meet a more directed person in your life. So if you all want to know, like, the Phil Puma secrets... Right. Which we all do, apparently, because, oh, my God, Phil Puma. Um, (laughs) It is pretty. And this is not a joke. It's been seven years of this. Um, But here's what you need to know. The most directed. So all of you who think, gosh, I need to do a little better. You need more direction. So when I say directed, I've stayed at his house and he has Ingrid at home that helps him at home. He has his wife who's his director of ops. He has Rachel who manages him at work. He is told when, where, why, and how to do everything. So he spends his day selling and meeting people. That's what he does. So if you all want to be Phil Puma, which the world does want to be <laughs> Phil Puma, I can tell you, then you need to be more directed. So he's super fun. Obviously, he has a great personality. He's a very good friend of mine. I've gone to multiple site visits of his, and I can assure you, I just watched. I just watched how he was directed. And as high D as he is like me, he allows it and he has bosses and he follows it. So I'm just telling you, you could probably just leave right now. It won't help you with listings, but you could just leave right now because if being like Phil is the goal, then be more directed, right? It's unbelievable, but obviously super good guy. Like I'm going to be taking a lot of notes too because even in planning this class, he's like, I just say this, right? And anything we talk about, I'm like, there's no way you say that. He's like, I absolutely say this. So I'm assuring you, you're going to learn a lot in this class from this man. So I'm excited to be teaching with you.
0: Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. She had me blushed in there for a little bit. So, um, But no, I'm really close to Marjorie. She is like a sister to me, so I'm super excited to be up here um, with her. Um, the part that she talked about me real quick on being directed, the reason why I have to be directed is because I would be a disaster if not. I like to chase squirrels just like all of you. But the difference is I have people... I have these bumpers that don't allow me to do that. And that's a lot of people in my life, at home, um, at work. So we need those people in our life to keep us directed. Because I think if you're really good at sales, you're not going to be really good at managing your schedule and staying on time and on track. It's just I don't think those two skill sets go together. So we need people on our team. I know this is not team building, um, but Marjorie, I've known her for a long time and. She is unbelievable at being organized. She is organized and stays on track. That is not me, right? That is not me. She can overcome obstacles like anyone else. And right now, obviously, listings are an obstacle for us to overcome. she's really good at that. She overcomes everything, doesn't get distracted and stays on track on her own. So she's really good at that. Staying on track, not being distracted, being super organized. And I think what you're going to take away from this class is you need to be super organized and prepared which marjorie is and i just love to sell so if you have those two traits it's going to allow you to be successful and get listings all right because you can be super good at sales but if you're not prepared you're not going to get everyone right and if you're super prepared but you don't have your sales skills you're not going to do that so you need to have a combination of us so that's what i like while we're teaching this class i think right now in today's market our sales skills are being challenged more than anything else. Especially on the listing side, buying side, and everything. We have more challenges. We have to tighten up our preparation for the appointment, and we have to tighten up our sales skills. So that, with those two things, and you're gonna take away a lot of tactics that's gonna get you more listings. Cause I know we're struggling. We have a lot of competition out there. There's hardly any listings. Every one of our market. Is there anyone's market out there that has a lot of listings right now? Alright, so we're all on the same page, alright? We're all chasing listings, alright? So that's our struggle, and that's what we're gonna overcome. I'm just gonna talk a little bit about my team and then uh, Marjorie's gonna talk about her team. Um, So right now I have 15 team members. Um, I started out with zero years ago. Um, I was chasing a lot of buyers. I was super buyer heavy. I hardly had any listings when I first got into the core and all my time was just spent running buyers around all over areas of town. I didn't have any staff, so no one could show the buyers except me. I had to do the paperwork. I was working gazillion hours and then I started to transition because every one of us know listings to last, right? We need listings. So the course allowed me to transition that I was just internet cold lead, just chasing buyers. Um, you know, I was obviously new in the, in the real estate market, really didn't focus on listings. And my, my thought was the buyers are going to buy, so I'm going to go there. Some listings don't sell. So I'm not, why would I chase listings? So I changed my mindset, changed my focus and focusing on listings is such a better business model, but obviously it's a struggle right now. I mean, I'm used to carrying 30 listings. I'm struggling to have 10, right? I'm struggling to have 10. I'm sure you guys have the same situation out there. Um, So we're having the same struggles you are. Obviously, we're in the trenches like you are. So we're going to go over how we prepare, um, what we do throughout the process, how we close. We're going to go over that whole process. So Marjorie, tell us about your team.
2: So I have a super small team. It's me and three people, right? So from the core, that's basically unheard of. And so I have two showing agents that do other things, one is a listing manager, and one does marketing, and then I have a transaction coordinator, so that's it, me and three, right, so most of the sales, obviously me, Um, and I have been a realtor for 25 years, and been in the core, let's see, I became a student in 2009, and became a coach in 2014. So for me, I've always been listing heavy as well. So I'm not, again, a muscle puma, but I would always be carrying 15, 18 listings. Right now I have like four, right? So this year I will tell you I've struggled with listings quite a bit. Um, It's been very interesting. And so something we wanted to talk to you about and what we're going to get into and we're going to do some table work on is going to be where you're getting your listings. Because I think we really need to come out of this class very clear on sources that we're working on that can help all of you in your individual markets as well, right? So that's a big thing we're going to be working on. But one thing I want you guys to be super clear on is – we talked about it's never been more competitive. It's right. never been harder, which means you all need to be super clear on why they have to pick you, right? I mean, more than ever now, why do they have to pick you? So, Jamie, why would they have to pick you versus me? We're in the same town, right?
1: I'm <laughs> the <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, the accent. The He's accent. English. So you have yeah. to have an accent right? to win. So I'm going to bring my husband. He's Belgian. So maybe, but actually, we don't. Actually, <laughs> interestingly, I think almost ever compete. I don't think I've ever had a listing vice versa that we've both competed for. Or not often. Yeah. So, which is actually... Okay, I'm not sure, because if it's the one you're thinking, that was not a gift. So, (laughs) but let's think about this. So, we have to be more dialed in, and our value proposition has to be clear. So, let's be clear. You are hiring me right now, so a lot of sellers are entitled, right? They don't need you. Why would I pay you? for me, it's negotiation and getting you to closing. You don't need me to find you the buyer. There's thousands and thousands of them. The problem is when you get 15 offers, right, and when you got to get to closings, you need me for that. So it's not as simple as highest price. What are the terms? How do I negotiate them for you? And how do I have the buyer stick until closing? Because I don't know if you guys are seeing this. We're seeing more. We're out on the HOA. Um, Informational purposes inspection, we're going to cancel, right? So they need us to get them to closing, They're making like nine million dollars more than they ever should but still want to pay us less. Right? So you gotta be clear on what is your value proposition? Why should they pick you? Right? So more than ever, you better be able to answer that question when you're competing. So step one is being clear on that. Right? You're picking me because. You must. Right. Because that's something when you're going in there. Right. Why would I not in this market hire the fifteen hundred dollar realtor? Right. If all I need is a sign in the yard. Right. Why wouldn't I hire them? So basically to me, it's negotiation experience. I'll get you to closing and I'm going to promote fear. I'm going to tell you about all the things going wrong, all the types of turbulence, all the things I'm seeing right now, all the appraisals not going through if they have to have an appraisal, all the people canceling on inspections. All the horror stories. Because they are thinking they're in the driver's seat. They don't need us. So you better create value for yourself right now. More than ever. Now is the time. Because this is when the sellers, again, are about as entitled. Now it'll turn. And actually, I can't wait. I'm really excited. Because I think if this, I've had enough of this. But you guys better, if you can leave this class with that, is what are you telling them for your value? Right? So that's something I wanted to start with. Right. In terms of that. So that's something Phil and I talked about.
0: One thing I want to take one step further back, obviously, you know, once that person decides to sell, yes, we've got to do our value proposition. It's a struggle for me. And I know it's a struggle for many of you is getting people to sell today. Am I correct? Who else is struggling with that? Well, I don't know. I want to find my house first and then sell. And, you know, it's I'm dealing with that. You guys are dealing with that. Um, So we got to push them along. All right. We're going to tell you some of the things we do to push them along. One thing I do, if you guys got my letter of the heart, I sold my house. I'm building a house. I went into rental. I still don't know why I did that, but, um, (laughs) but I'm using that as an example that that's what you should do. I did it. Why wouldn't you do it? Just go ahead and sell your house. Now market is great. Go into a rental. I did it. I don't tell them my wife and family want to kill me, but um, I did it. So you should do it. So those are the things that I use. Use examples of let's sell now, get you into rental and find it. Because it is. I mean, most people, they can't make all of this work. They need the money out of this one. There's no way they're going to get a house without getting that money. The only way you can do that, sell today, go into a temporary rental, and then we'll find your house. So we've got to push them along, give them examples of clients that have done it. Give them example that I did it, whatever you need to do, give them examples that they can do it today. It's a great time to capitalize on the market so that you can be ready to buy your next house because you don't want that perfect house to come up and then you can't make that move, right? You can't make the move. Now, if people are okay with finding that house and then selling, I still try and get that listing signed Now I work on getting that listing signed now so that we prepare your house, get it ready We get to get inked up and we confirm that you're going with us. And we'll talk about some of that later. So we get them to confirm to us, obviously sign up the listing, sign the buy contract. And then we start searching for their house and then get photography done on their house, get their house staged, prep, ready to go. So as soon as we find that house and contract, theirs can go on the market right away. We don't have to worry about starting the step after. So pushing people along with. Let's sign everything up now. Get inked up. We'll, we'll leave the, the price blank. We'll put question mark on there. We'll initial it. We can change that. We can change the dates. We'll initial all that stuff. Let's sign up today and then we'll find your house or let's sell today. Go into rental and then find a house. So pushing people along and then the value prop once we get there of them selecting us over someone else. So do you want to talk about where you're getting your listings from I am I talking first?
2: So yeah, I'll go and then Phil will go. So I'm going to just give you a couple sources that have been where I've been getting listings this year. Phil is and so we're going to do some table work.
0: Yes, I, think- I can't wait for table work. That's the one thing. Sorry, I'm loud and excited because the virtual event was not this fun because there wasn't interaction. So this is the part that I'm going to love. We can interact. So we're going to need you guys to interact. Okay. Good. Because, again,
2: I think if we can all leave this class with a couple of, well, I hadn't thought of that group, or hadn't thought of those people, or hadn't thought of this source, right? I haven't been doing this to get more listings. So mine aren't that exciting, but they're pretty basic. So past clients and this year investors. So I had a lot of property managers feeding me listings, thank God, because that's actually where most of my listings were coming from. It's people that were capitalizing on worrying about, you know, changes in tax law and whatever might be upcoming, and that they were capitalizing on how much money their investments were worth. So with property managers, we were able to get some listings. Now, the hard part for you guys is going to be it's, Coming into what? June, right? So a lot of those people, if they haven't sold or re-renting possibly till next year. What that allows you to do though now is if you have no relationships with property managers, is get some. Right. So I would say property managers, commercial realtors that don't do residential real estate, but especially property managers. So meeting up with them and saying, hey, if you have people that are thinking of selling, I will happily do a market analysis for them. I will talk to them to see if the time is right. Right. So that worked really well for us. Our past clients always work well for us. Now, our struggle has been I have probably 30 of them that would move today. But what they're unwilling to go through is the 10 offers I've written for some buyers who have now decided to rent because they were 5% down buyers and couldn't get a house because everyone's paying a cash and God knows what they're doing. I don't know where all the cash is coming from in our town, but it's there. So that has been more of a struggle, right? And the third thing has been clients whose houses probably should have a match. (laughs) Lighting them on fire might be easier than getting them ready to sell, right? So I have a whole bunch of houses that we are in this deep process of actually making them presentable even in a market like now because they're so bad, right? So we are very much having to deal with that. But our past clients and our investors have really been our top two sources this year. So, Phil, let's go through yours, and then you guys are going to start sharing some ideas, too.
0: Perfect. So one thing I do every morning is I look at new listings that hit the market. I look at new listings that hit the market for two reasons for our buyers, but to go search for more listings. When I see a house come up with a great number, I saw one come up at four point five million dollars. My previous clients next door. So who do you think I called that day when he's two million dollars into that house? Hey, did you see that listing? That thing sells. You want to tap out on this equity? What do you think? This is this is a big number. Right? This is a big number. So use the new listings to educate your previous clients. You know where they live. Call them. You need the, it's an easy call to let them know. Worst case scenario, if they're not, you can still ask for a referral. New listings. Call the people you know in and around there that you've put into houses. Alright? Previous clients. That's an easy call. You should know where your clients are in neighborhood, especially Higher end. Obviously, I always start with higher end prices and go down. Right. So start with the super high end prices and go down Um, new listings. So that's previous client. The source is previous client. So obviously my Thursday calls. That's why we're making our Thursday calls. We're talking about the market. Right. Um, We're always talking about the normal Ford. You know what they've done to their house. But talk about the market. Have you seen it? Do you have any questions? All that kind of stuff. Um, Try and get them to tap into their equity if they're looking to do it. All right. So you have the conversation about value. All right. Of their house. um, When you're making that call. All right. You know, we don't always do that. But in today's market, as they're continuing to increase, you should have a listing that just sold in their neighborhood. When you're calling your previous client, if you know one that sold one, that's on the market, one that's under contract. Talk about that. They might not know. They might not have any idea. So previous clients, Thursday calls, anniversary calls. That's another time. Talk about value of their home. All right. Making your anniversary calls. Who's not making anniversary calls? Who's not? About half make the anniversary calls. It's so easy, so easy. Marjorie probably talk about her anniversary process. I got a little card that I send out now too, and annual review and stuff. I got that from her. She'll talk about that. But I send out the the note. I make the phone call. Birthday calls. I know I'm not calling about their house, but every time you call about anything, it comes to, in our market, and what's going on in our market, right? What's going on in our market? All right. What I, I talked about this with other coaches. I'm I'm coaching three coaches and on the call. And I said, Hey, when people come up to you and say, damn, you got, you must be killing it. The market must be awesome. I was like, what's your response? What's your response? You know what mine is? It sucks. It's not very good. It's quadruple the work for about half the business. All right. It sucks. All right. So what I need is more listings. It's a great, great, great time to sell. But there's not enough listings. It's frustrating me that I can't get first-time home buyers into houses. I have 50 buyers that I don't have houses. I need some help. These people need houses. You know anyone that's looking to sell. So I turn it around and ask for referrals when they ask me how the market is. Most of you probably say, oh, it's great. Everyone's getting really good numbers, right? So tell them your frustrations. Tell them what you need. All right. I heard Jay say it a second ago and ask someone. If you're going to ask someone who cares about you, if you're going to help someone out, If they care about you and you have a relationship, they're going to try and help you out. They're going to try and find you some listings. They're going to try and find you someone that's selling. All right. That wants to make a move. So tell them what you need. We need more listings, right? To put people into home. So previous clients, all those calls you're making, your Thursday calls, your birthday calls, your anniversary calls. My previous clients to me is big. My personal friends and VIPs, those kind of mesh together for me and builders. Those three are kind of all together. Um. So make sure you're being involved with your VIPs. I'm working out with my buddies first thing in the morning. All right. I start my day at 445. I get up. I'm working out at 530. 530 to 615. I'm working out with my good friends. Henry's shaking his head because he's been with me working out. He knows it. Then what do we do after we work out, Henry? We go to coffee and we talk. usually talk shop, their business, my business. So I'm already, you know, from... 5.30 5.30 to 7 o'clock coffee ends. I'm already working when most of you are still sleeping. All right. And I get a ton of business from this group because we have similar thoughts, interests, right? We, fitness. We obviously um, just are, are friends. We have relationships. We care about one another. It's what VIPs to you should be. And business just comes out of it. Right. They care about me. They're going to help me out. They will refer me people. All right. They will do business with me. So that starts my personal friends Um builders is another source, right? A lot of buyers are going directly to builders right now, right? Because there's no inventory. So they're going and buying new homes. So many buyers are going there. Um, there is actually so builders have the source of a lot of people who need to list their house. So, again, you have to be in a relationship with those builder reps. You have to be in a relationship. So a lot of my business comes coming from the builder. Also. Builders have a lot of buyers and I know we really don't want a whole lot of buyers right now, but they have buyers that, that don't work for them. They can't get them in the houses. Right. So that's another source of some leads for buyers. They might have a house to sell. So for me, previous clients. All right. It's going to be my personal friends, VIPs, builders. That's my source. But you have to be in relationship with them. Know about them. Hang out with them. All right. And business will come out of it. Alright, and tell them exactly the way the market is and what you need from them. Marjorie, where you get your, where, what's your biggest source?
2: Yeah, so we talked about, so for me it was the investors and the past clients. But what I want us to do is take a second, once you go around at your table and I want you to share your biggest source. Notice I'm taking, yes, I told you I'd take notes, I am taking notes. So I want to know, share with each other your best source right now. Now, in an ideal world, We don't get everyone going past clients because then we're all like, yep, that's super helpful. Everyone said past clients. So what else other than past clients or personal friends is working for you? Share. And then we're going to share with each other. Ideally, we have a list of sources that we can go, sweet, I haven't thought of that. Or this is not something I've been doing. So share at your table for a second.
0: I'm okay hearing previous clients and and, uh, friends again if you tell us something different that you do to get the business from them. All right? I wrote down property managers. I didn't have that. That is awesome. Um, I wrote that down if you guys didn't. But if you have if previous clients or personal friends, something different you guys do. I know we talked a lot about sources. So talk amongst your table. Um, anything new where you guys are getting your listings from. Okay. Take so here, an ideal,
2: here's how we do it investors because here's what i know about all of us we're high d's that are big yappers so it'll be like so let me tell you this story so i have these people and i'm not gonna tell you yet who they are but then, and then the number of time is up and you've gotten one so if you guys <laughs> it's like, right so it's like i really love investors and here's why i really right because then we can get around and get some ideas because we are good storytellers but we want to get as many tactics as we can so share amongst yourselves
0: All right. Come on back. All right. Raise your hand if you got a really good one from your table or else I'm going to pick on you if I don't see any hands up. Real good one. Holly. What was it? Tradesman. Tradesman. What kind of tradesman? Anyone?
1: A lot of. They have to do what they to get their house ready. Right. They don't necessarily always know how crazy it is, so they are still calling their handyman, their painter, their landscapers. I've literally got deals and listings this year from so my permit person, my painter, my roofer, my plumber. I just got a referral yesterday, uh, and I have them all here with exactly what
0: to say. Awesome! All your all your vendors. I'm just repeating this to make sure that it's on as we're recording this class. To make sure it's done. All your vendors and. Um, that's huge because people prep their house; they might not have their listing agent, so that's perfect. Great.
1: Uh, I didn't say this; I'm sorry. Uh, but one big source press us has been our a moving company that we've really been. In.
0: Moving company, great.
1: We've he, been great.
0: Awesome. Jay, would you have at your table? You guys have anything good?
1: I have a buyer letter. grouping together three to five of your buyers, and putting their needs on a letter and sending it to your database. You already know who already knows you, likes you, trusts you,
0: and I'm willing to help. Awesome. Buyer needs to your database. A list of buyer needs that you know you have buyers to buy a house. I know people are mailing to neighborhoods. If buyers want to go to that neighborhood, that's another one, um, that I've heard. So mailing to specific neighborhood and saying you have a buyer. I'm not chasing your listing. I don't want your listing, but I really do. And then you sometimes get it. So. Realtors. Okay. So other real, out of town realtors? Just any?
1: I have something like, new-
0: Distance away. distance away. yeah. So, out of town realtors. I heard someone say retired realtors. See, that was another one. I heard retired realtors. I overheard that. Retired realtors. I'll tell you, there's going to be a lot of retired realtors. I think there's going to be a lot that don't make it through because of all this competition. I think when we come out of the end of this, if you list to last, uh, when this thing comes out, I think we're going to explode and blow up. Personally, I, I think we're going to do that. So we need to make sure we're focusing our database, get a ton of listings. When all this thing settles out, I think there's people struggling to do any deals right now. I think there's a lot of realtors struggling. Blake, you got one? Uh Stephanie so
1: said uh building concierge just like high rise company, because it's talking to the process people making money when we some big baskets to big all the residents.
0: Cool. And then also estate sale managers. Estate sale managers and building concierges, is that like a rental or like an owner or like Owner building? Does someone like a new, new building that's going up, like new construction or? No, like property, manager. property manager? Doorman. Doorman. Cool. Perfect. Like cool. Everyone loves Starbucks, loves, loves some coffee and treats.
1: The membership director at like a retirement community.
0: That's perfect, right there. Membership director at retirement communities. Write that one down. I'm going to go write it down. Jay. Evidence tests on social media. That's one of the things I wrote down to um, evidence success on social media. I had that written down Um anything you guys are doing when you sell a house for no, a great rate numbers that you're talking about, you sell a house quick, you sell it 20 percent price, over appraised value. We send it out to our database, but use it on social media. How much does social media cost to do that? Zero, zero. We're not saying to get business from like go and advertise and spend money on it, but your database will see it in their mailbox. And they'll see it on their social media. All right. They'll see it both. But I, I, I don't go to my mailbox. I have no idea what comes in. But every once in a while, I'll search on social media. I would see that. I wouldn't see it if it came to my mailbox. So social media. Um, I also do some farming. I still farm. I know some people probably give it up right now just because they're thinking, you know, I'm going to focus on my database or whatever that I still farm, still do the EOS um, and evidence success to your social media is awesome. Thanks for bringing that up, Jay. All right, anything else before we we'll move on to the next?
1: I have a question for
0: you. On the property managers, but,
1: uh, what is, what's your
2: pitch to them? So I cross-refer to them. So when I have clients that need to rent, then I, then I work with them and send them my, my rental clients, and then I ask them to send me a lot of times. It's like, well, but you know, it's renewal time, so, hey, we're not sure we're going to renew. So they're they're renewing their contracts with those 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 properties they're managing. And that's when it's like the people reach out and say, hey, I can't read that. The people reach out and say, hey, um, you know, I might be thinking of selling. And as soon as they hear that, they're programmed to reach out to me and say, hey, Marjorie, I wanted to connect you with so-and-so. They're considering selling this year. You know, then I do an analysis. I do not. They have not asked. I give them lots of gifts. But the person that I'm getting most of my business from is a lot of gifting. She may end up coming to work for me, which might be bad because...
0: <laughs> so that might know, some property management are going to expect referral fees, yeah. you know, so that all just Yeah, so so that's
2: ta- something you got to work out with how they're paid and structure and everything else
0: Perfect, so we're gonna go in obviously we we got the sources down, right? We got the sources down now. We're going to um, Talk about intaking that lead. All right talking about your process because I think this is super important super important Because um, I know you know prior to having a process I would just get the address and name, and just you know run out to the property. Half the time, I would have didn't know they finished out their basement. All right, didn't know there's a divorce situation. All right, didn't know who was untitled. Didn't know someone passed away. Didn't know they did a huge improvement. Didn't know the pool was out back, which I didn't include in the comp. So your intake sheet. Marjorie has their intake sheet. I'm not sure a page. That's on 50, 55, 56, 56. Page 56. So you have to have a sheet where you're taking down. All of the information, it needs to be the same process every time. All right. This, all this information that you're taking in gives you ammunition to be able to give your value proposition and sell. All right. The first question I ask, what is the big reason for the big move? You need to find out the why. Why are they moving? All right. And there's so many times people write down upsizing, downsizing. That's not a why. That is not a Why? The why is, we need a bigger house because there's a baby on the way. The baby on the way is the why, not the bigger house. So you have to find out the bigger house. Oh, mom and dad are moving in. They really need us to help them out. So mom and dad coming with them is a reason why they need a bigger house. They need the mother-in-law suite. You need to know the exact why. We need to get into a specific school district. Alright? By what time? What, you know, what grade are they going into? What, when do you need to be in that school district for the kids school district need to get closer to work? I relocated for work. So you need to know the real why behind it. We can't do stairs anymore. You had knee surgery. They need a one level house. So you need to know the real why, because you will sell on that. When the baby coming, we got to get that house before the baby gets here. Right. So you sell on that. That gives you the ammunition of the why not upsizing, downsizing, or they just want to move. All right, because sometimes we just go and try and get the listing. but We don't even know why they want to move. Find out the reason why they want to move. That's the first question. All right. Why they want to move. Why are they selling? You know, they could be selling whatever the situation is, but you need to know the why. Find out all the information, any improvements you've made. Tell, I was just, I leave it open ended tell me about your house. All right. Tell me about your house. Any improvements, any additions. Find that out. Sometimes that's not on the tax record. So you want to come. The more information you take the more prepared you'll be for that listing appointment and it'll be easier to sell. Who has showed up at a house with the wrong comps? I know I have, so I know you guys probably did, right? It's probably because we didn't take this information all down correctly from the beginning. Or who has had someone on the listing paperwork that has deceased, right? How bad is that when you cross that name off that? Do you think you're going to get the listing right now in this competitive market when you have to cross their spouse that passed away, right? Find out who's on title. And then the other question is, if there is two people on title, are they going to be at the listing appointment? I don't want to go if they're not both there because I want to get the thing signed. I want to make sure they're both there so I can get it signed that day. So find out who's on title. Find out if they made some improvements um, as they tell you about the house. And then you're just gathering, trying to build rapport um, with them. Um, idea of value. I always ask them, hey, what do you, you know? You've probably seen houses. You probably looked on the Internet. How much do you think your house is worth? I want to know if we're, if we're in the ballpark or not in the ballpark. All right. I want to know if they're way crazy or if we're, they're down to reality. All right. So we ask them that question. Nine times out of ten, they're going to they're gonna say it. And then you'll get the one time when someone's like, well, that's why you're supposed to come here and give me the value. All <laughs> right. And, and the team doesn't know how to answer that. I said, well, yeah, I just wanted an idea. That's what I'm going to do. I'll, I'll come with the value. I just didn't know if you had an idea of that value. So, and then if my team has taken it. They're like, oh yeah, Phil will come up with that. He just always asks just in case you had a range or an idea of what you're thinking. So, and then it will come with a number. So I know the team sometimes is afraid to ask that question. Just ask it and tell your team to ask it if they're taking that. So they will, my team will always gather so much information, right? And there was one lady, they were taking the information down and her husband passed away. She was obviously, you know, not in right state of mind. Needed to downsize, get into a smaller home. And all she talked about... Was her dog like her dog was her life. Now her dog, her dog was vegetarian. I didn't know there was vegetarian dogs. So just ate. I don't know. It was pescatarian, just salmon. That was it. So salmon, they had salmon treats in my bag for when I showed up to that listing appointment. All right. My team just did that from taking all the information in coming with salmon treats for this dog. So she already knew we did what we listened, right? We cared from the beginning. So you're going to get those listing appointments if you're prepared with everything there. All right. So make sure you're super prepared with taking all the information down. Also ask more questions about their buy. All right. So that you're prepared for what they want to go to next. All right. I never did this because I'm always focused list, 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 right? Cause I don't, you know, my team helps with most of the buyers. I didn't focus on the buy in one of my listing presentations. I went in was selling like crazy to get the listing. I didn't get it. I always find out why I didn't get it. She said, you didn't even ask me one time where I was going next and what I needed next. I did not ask once. That was the last time I've ever not done that. That's to my process. Now, when you find something out, add it to your process. I now ask about the buy. All right. And along with my listing paperwork, I now have buyers agency paperwork every file. I want to sign them up with both. So when I pass them off to the team, they don't need to sell. To commit them. I've already committed them to list with us and buy with us. I commit there. So I added that to my process. When you find out why you missed out on some stuff, add it to your process, right? Add it to your process. I've added reverse prospecting to my presentation because someone said, oh, they reverse prospect. I do too. I just didn't put it in my presentation. So put it in my presentation. All right. So find out why you lose them when you do lose them. Add them to your process. But this whole information will allow your team to pull the right comps. All right. My team pulls my comps. I don't pull my comps. Who out there still pulls their own comps? All right. Half your team has to do that. I know most people struggle with. I'm the best at pulling comps. My team doesn't know how to do it. It's because you don't take the time to train them. It does not take that much time. If you're pulling comps, they can sit down next to you, shadow train with you, and you record it on the screen. Every time you're already pulling them and all, it takes me more time to train them how to do it. It's because you don't sit them next to you. You can pull them, talk while you're pulling them, record the video and keep it in the video library. Comps take a lot of time. My team pull the comps. The only time they come with me, if it's a struggle, a crazy property that they don't know, they have the listing paperwork prepared with the correct names on it, right? All the correct information. It's ready for me. It's in my bag. When she talks about being prepared, it's in my bag. My iPad is charged because if I was responsible for charging my iPad, <laughs> it would not be charged. They know the first thing that come in every day, they pull it out of my bag. They put it into the charger and they know when I leave for the appointment, it needs to be back in my bag with the files. I don't even look. I'm, I just grab my bag. We'll to, yeah, I, I will grab my bag. I know to grab my bag. So I grab my bag and I go, everything better be in there. And they know that. All right. And they know for the whole rest of the day. They know on Friday, if I am working on the weekend, everything's there for the weekend. So your team has to have you prepared. But the way to have them be prepared is all whoever is taking that intake call, whether it's you or someone on the team, has to be a process. It to has to be the same every time. Take it all in, and you'll be the most prepared for that appointment. Tim. I that ahead. Not that Go ahead. Let's see what it is, and then I might answer it. I might save it. <laughs>
1: I with like. People still, my listing clients still call me and call me. It's really hard for me to get them to contact my office. And you don't have anyone to go with your listing appointment. Is that right?
0: So when do they keep calling? You're talking about, you said they call They call you.
1: right now they're texting and, hey, what's going on? What was the show? You know, all that kind of stuff. So when you're going, do they have your cell phone? Or do you have a team member that's going? You're like, hey, this is my listing.
0: So your clients call you, you're saying, before you go to the listing or after you go to the listing? So we're going to talk about that. That's your listing presentation and setting your team up for success and elevating your team. We'll talk about that later. That is a great question. I wasn't sure. I'm like before the appointment. Like so. All right. So we'll talk about that. You are right. You're ahead of the game with that question. So, um, Marjorie, anything else you do on that lead intake?
2: Yes. So one thing you didn't mention that I'm sure you ask, but you didn't specifically say. So I was going to point out is, are they interviewing other agents? Who and when? So I want to know. I want to know if they're calling me, like if they're just interviewing me, um, great. If they're interviewing other people, I want to know who, because I've had it happen where it was two discount companies and me. Well, I have a phone call to make because I'm not going there and explaining that I'm not cutting my commission. I'm going to tell them in advance. Well, we're not paying full commission. Well, I'm getting full commission. Well, we only want to pay $1,500. Well, I'm the wrong agent for you. Right. Yes, could I go there and spend 2 hours trying to convince them that they're not going to pay me 1500 bucks, correct? But if they're interviewing two agents, what they want is my price and pay less. So I've learned to ask up front. So I'm sure you yep. asked too, but I ask.
0: Yep. So two things I want to touch base on that. So I always ask and when I know, I always ask who those agents are. And sometimes they won't tell you, correct? Yep. I respond with this. I said, "If a buyer is considering your property and two others, Wouldn't you want me to ask them what the other two properties are so we can see how we compete with that other property? What are they going to say? Yes. Yes. So I'm going to ask you the same question so I can make the decision easier for you and I can come prepared with my statistics against their statistics. Would that help you make your decision? All right. So that's the way I set that up. All right. Because they usually will say, well, I'm not telling you. So, you, I mean, so I set it up that way. The other thing is, um, in reference to the discount, um, and I had someone that asked, so like, right at, at the same call, like, hey, will you discount? I said, we'll talk about that and discuss that when I'm there. Well, you know, if you're not going to do five, we're not going to do it. So, and I just, I usually don't start selling there, but I'm like, so are you concerned, again, with what you're being charged or what you're netting? Because I just want to make sure that we're talking about the same thing. And I said, because... I'm not going to tell you what, what I charge you until you can see what I provide for you. All right? So some appointments, if they're just like adamant, adamant, adamant. Well, when they're it's hiring. Like,
2: I mean, it's yeah. the $1,500 company and the $500 company.
0: I'm not either of those things. right? I will so, I will go into selling mode and try and sell on the phone. Well, he, um, he, and he, sometimes I'll say it's a, we're the right. He will sell water yeah. to
2: the, like, you know, I mean, he will sell anything anyway. <laughs> and so, I mean, Phil, like, if if you, the best thing you can do is tell Phil Puma you don't like him. <laughs> Try it, because he will, he will. There's he will nobody
0: like it. that doesn't like me.
2: <laughs> there you go. So, but I'm just saying I ask those questions, right? I want to know those things. I want to know, you know, in sometimes they won't tell me people. They'll tell me company, Company's good enough, right? Because I kind of know what their presentation is. I sort of know what their model is and everything else. Um, we don't usually have a lot of trouble getting that information, actually. It's like part of our checklist. And so, you know, we just ask the question. It's sort of like when they ask you what your commission is. And if you hum and haw and everything, it's like, oh, who and when? Right. If it's just part of the questions, they tend to be like, oh, now I will tell you sometimes like, I don't know, blank, blank company. But, you know, they don't even know. It's like, well, that's a good start. Clearly, they were
0: highly referred to you. Um, Yes. So. So one of those recently that came in and she was the one that was asking about the discount, um, she was referred by her neighbor. And again, I sold on the value. I said you were referred by your next door neighbor. Why? Why did you call me? Um, Why? Why did that referral? Why did you call me? Because you sold that house next door. For the biggest number in our neighborhood. So I'm confused. You're talking about what someone's charging, but then you want the most amount of money for your house. Those two usually don't get go line in line and hand in hand. You're going to get what you pay for. All right? She paid me a full commission. I got her the best number. So I'm confused. Do you want the best number in your neighborhood or not? Because if you don't want the best number, we're not a good fit. If you want the best number, we're a good fit. Do you want me to come to your house or not? And that's how I sold it. And I got the listing and she paid me a full commission. So it depends. Now, there's some, it's just, uh, and Marjorie's correct. And I'm just like, and then I'm looking, I'm like, the price of the house, how far away is it? No, I'm not going to that one. You know, so it just all depends. I, but the more, again, it goes back to the more information you can get in on that. I think it's huge.
2: And he, cool. t- so he went really through a lot of the questions. What he didn't talk about, which we both do also is videos. So we send videos out. We send several videos. One is a testimonial video. Um, that's a testimonial from a client. It's a buyer, we send a great buyer process that they had, that they loved working with us. If it's a seller, it's someone we just recently sold a house to, how it went, why they chose us. So they're going to bolster us before we get there. So they get a testimonial video. They get a video from me that's 24 hours before that talks about how the appointment's going to go. I'm a very visual person. So if you're a buyer, part of the video is this is what my office looks like, this is where the parking is, this is how the appointment goes, here's a list of the things I want you to bring. Right. Like I am just stuck. I'm just very type A about stuff like that. I'm high D and type A. Don't know. Makes no sense. But I have a video that goes out. If you're a seller, I'm going to come to your house. The appointment won't be about this long. This is what I'd like you to have prepared for me before I arrive. They get and some homework that gets sent to them via email before we meet. Right. That homework includes I want their survey. I want two keys. I want a floor plan. I want the payoff. I want all this information. So Phil and I both talked about this. But if I can walk into that appointment and it's all sitting on the counter, I'm pretty done right? Like I know that we're pretty there. They get a guide to selling their home. That's something we've created that introduces their team. And they get an about page that has videos of each of my individual team members and what we all do. And they're personalized videos of each team member. So when I get there, they're often like, Oh, I love Brittany does this, or Bethany does this. Or we love that Jacques is from you know, Jacques plays the drums. It's very personalized. So they connect with the team members. It helps me a lot with one handoff, but two connection to now, again, there's only four of us. If I had 27 people, probably would not send 27 videos but for my smaller team that works very well and I've actually had people call me that I've never met that says I was on your website I love your team I love this about them we want to sell our house with you so if you're discounting or not thinking about the importance of something as silly and small as a video you're crazy so videos of your team members on an about page goes out to them as well so they've gotten a questionnaire they've gotten homework they got a guide to selling they got a video they actually got two videos and then they get a phone call the day before confirming this appointment still works. They're both going to be there. And have they had the time to fill everything in?
0: Right. So I, yeah, I condense that all into one video. I just do one video that kind of goes through the whole process, what they have to have ready for me. And the testimonials are at the end. Sure. Um, we talked about this before, and I think team, uh, the team video is great for a small team. For me. Oh yeah, I'm mean, 16. I, yeah, I don't. I don't, like, I don't click, send click, it out for this. Click, yeah, yeah for this reason. People, when Tim no. talked about it, when there's people that want to be just, hey, I want to do this with Tim. What are these, you know, 20 people like? This is crazy. I want to be able to introduce my team and sell my team and elevate my team at the appointment. So I don't talk about the team on the video. I just say, hey, I will be here. And it's so funny. Some people are like, oh, I didn't think you were going to come even though I show up, because some people do know the size of my team, but some, people, <laughs> some people, some people, you know, um, when you, when you talk about the team, they're just like, nope, I want to deal with just one individual agent. So I just send a video from me, um, telling them what to have ready, how the appointment's going to go. And then there's testimonials at the end. So it's one quick video. Everything is there. It's kind of pre-listing video. So if you're not sending out videos, do it. We do confirm the appointment. I think that's huge because I know Back in the day, if this has happened to you, you've driven out to the listing, right? Who's driven out there and they weren't home? Right? How many people have done that? I've done that. And why does <laughs> it always have to be an hour away? So we confirm the appointments. I will not, and they'll say it just like a dentist appointment, you know, you need to confirm this or Phil will not be there. So they need to call back, email back, text back to confirm the appointments. So make sure you're confirming that appointment.
2: Alright. So let's take a second. Cause, right? One thing is, you guys get a lot of great information. You go home, you're like, I, that was the best class. Yeah, what did you learn? Oh, it was just good stuff. Uh-huh. They're what learning are, a lot of right. stuff, I can tell. Right, but what I want you to write down now is one thing that you're going to add to your intake process that you're going to train your team on, right? Take a second, and then we'll see what questions you guys have. But if you don't take a second and say, I'm not doing video, I'm going to have a confirmation video, or I'm going to have an intake sheet or I'm going to have a testimonial video, you've got to be thinking about something you can do to elevate that process.
0: Every class you take must write down a tactic that you can do and you can implement and you can add to the system instead of just taking notes like I am going to do this, I'm going to send out videos, I'm going to do the intake, I'm going to add this question to my intake, whatever they might be, write it down, make some changes when you get back.
2: So take a second and then we'll see what questions you have and then I'm going to get you into the listing appointment.
0: You guys have
1: any questions any before questions we get into the listing? Of while one? we ended up, camera in?
0: So, Tim's question was the testimonial video. It is my client saying how great we are, what we've done for them. No, so we, you know, we have we have taken plenty of uh, testimonial videos throughout the process, whether it was at some of our events. So if you're doing events, have a camera there. If they're coming out and you're feeding them and giving them food, do you think they're going to say bad stuff about you? Right? <laughs> Dude, just bring your camera out to your fun events, happy hours. After a few drinks, they will say some really good stuff about you. Um, so that's. it's usually at our events. We'll have somebody there to take video testimonials. We've done it at closings. We've done it in the office. So we just have a... Um, a list of them and then we just kind of our videographer will cut them and put them in there. So it might be different locations, different spots, their house or wherever it might be. So just have a database of different video testimonials of your clients. But events are a great spot to do that at. So any other questions on that? Yes. If died, is that
2: something created? Correct. So... I have it on my website. I have a buying guide and a selling guide. And it's process, it's uh, preparation, it's stats about us. It's literally a guide that goes all the way from who the team is... Um, the selling process staging you know all kinds of things so yeah it's on my website so that's something that because I've, I've seen many that look just like mine
0: <laughs>
2: people call me and like i stole yours i'm like i see
0: that i, I keep like, mine, word for I,
2: word okay i keep
0: mine super vague on the video and then i go over it in yeah. the presentation everyone's different on that I keep it super vague and open
2: and people will review it some people won't i have a copy with me they can review it in advance again personality type d-i-s-e Right, a lot of the D's may not, but the C's and S's have printed it and tabbed it and say, hey, on page 42, I see that you do this. There aren't really 42 pages. But the point is, depending on the type of client, look, they're either reviewing all the information you send them. So we have people that fill in the full questionnaire. They do their homework. They've got their survey. They've got their keys. right? They're ready to go. There are people that are like, hey, I didn't really review any of that, so then we got to be prepared to do that. Different personality types, right? So I'm trying to hit all of them. So some of them that aren't reviewing, then I have to go through the questions or things in front of them in person. So I want to be prepared for whatever the personality type person is that I'm dealing with.
0: Tim again?
1: Uh, I'm sorry. I faced recently, like, what are you going to do to sell my house? Like, do you guys do anything in in addition to, like, the photos, and MLS? I know you do Boomtown. What are you doing? Stop! Like, what are you
0: doing to market, and sell the house? So, so, real We'll talk about that. It's really again adding your value proposition. We'll do the, We're going to talk on there later. So, this question was, what are we doing different? And I think it goes back to value proposition. I always really sell based on again their needs and what they told me was most important to them. And if it's you know broadcast and everywhere, we'll talk about that. But that's kind of a, we're going to talk about kind of sales pitches and what we do in the appointment. That's what Marjorie's going to go into now. So, counteroffers, Holly. Do you have a question in reference to presentation or stuff before the presentation? So, Holly's question was, "What is your video like? Is it personalized?" Question or no? So, it's a generic video. So, again, we have the process. My team, as soon as a listing comes in, they take the information. The video just goes out. Right? It goes out. It's personalized to their name up top, but it's a very generic video. So, anything you can do. That just can just be sent out time and time again. Just do a bunch of video, process videos. I have a ton of process videos that just go out throughout the process. All right. As soon as someone comes in for, as a lead, they get an email or video email with testimonials at the end of it. All right. We talk about buying and selling, how we work, and there's testimonials. Obviously, different testimonials, so they're not getting the same one. So there's just videos throughout the process, but they're just ones that are recorded or not personalized to that person. We're going to talk about personalized videos. Later on, that's after the appointment. All right, Marjorie, uh, Jamie. So they tell
1: you the two people you're up against, right? You can ask the question, up against, and they give you the two other names. Mm-hmm. I'm asking you, Phil, if you want to. Like, they, do you just say, yeah, cool, or, do you say something, or do you, like, to
0: you it? So Jamie's question was, when they give you the two names of the other agents, um, I take them down, and, and they're going to ask when they're coming. I always like to be the last one in. Um, if I can, so I ask the names and when. So I try the last one, and then I will just have my team pull my stats versus the other person.
1: Uh, and then you do show stats.
0: I show stats. Yep.
1: What What things do you highlight?
0: So I usually will do, um, you know, uh, days from from list to to under contract, list to closing, um, percentage of list price um, to sale price ratios, um, how many houses I've sold compared to them. How many in the neighborhood? Whatever numbers that I'm better than them at, that's the competition. That's what I bring. So, yeah. So I, I pull all the stats, and I'm like, all right, print this one, this one, and that one. So I'll tell my team, but they'll pull everything, and I just pull the ones where I am the best.
1: But the guys with bogus stats, where they're like, there's a guy the who says bogus stats.
0: So, oh yeah. So what I notice, and this is just what I see when I, I don't know if there's bogus stats, but I have some guys with like super huge numbers. Typically, that person doesn't come to the appointment, so I just ask, like, hey, did he show up? No, he sent this, this one guy. I'm like, how, how long did he say he's been selling real estate? Because usually they'll send someone who just got into the business. I still go to my appointments. I know I do a lot of business, but I still go to, I, I go to probably 85% of my listing appointments. 85%. So, that I, it just all depends. I try, I try and set it up to see um, what it is. And I'll usually know my competition. Most of you guys know your competition in the market, whether it's, you know, they don't have a team, so it's easy to sell against that. Um, they haven't sold any houses in the neighborhood, so it's easy to sell against that. So just thought, whatever I can gather. Again, the more information you can gather, the more you can sell. Cool. Great question. I asked them
1: to ask the agent what they do about the uh, original process, and I'll be curious when I get there.
0: So the, so, Perfect. So, so the value add there was just ask them how they handle the appraisal process Did they show up because most agents might not know that um, and how they can handle it if they could show up and help with that. And it goes back to what Marjorie talked about earlier, just a value proposition. It's not, oh, yes, can any house just sell and get a contract today? Yes. But it's getting that contract to closing. So I always talk about that process. And that's what you brought up and Marjorie did earlier. That value proposition is I'm going to get it to closing. All right. Not just get you a contract. I'm going to get it to closing. All right. Let's talk about the appointment, Marjorie.
2: So I'm not, we don't obviously have time to go through like his whole appointment, my whole appointment. You all have an appointment. The point is my appointments are very, very groundhog day in how I do them. Right. So not how, what I talk about because I interview them. So the biggest difference I think is I interview the client. I sit and I have an interview of them. So I tell them when we sit down, I pull out, I have an interview sheet and I have the comps. Like, I'll pull out a couple things. I sort of get my arsenal ready of whatever they're going to talk about. And then I just say, you're interviewing realtors, right? So I know you're interviewing three realtors. So, Tim, I know you're interviewing three realtors. So let's first go through any question. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. They never do. I'm sure you have a lot of questions prepared for you when you what's most important. So let's go through your questions, and let's go through mine. Okay. Half the time they're like, I don't really, I just, I'm talking to realtors. And I'm like, okay, well, let's talk about why you're interviewing realtors, right? What's the most important thing that you're looking for in that realtor? So I interview them. I ask a lot of questions. I am always at the listing appointment and those can be an hour and a half long. I will sit as long as it takes. So I ask a lot of questions. So I don't go, here's page one of the presentation. Let's go through the seller's book. I don't do any of that. So what's most important to you, right? So on the questions. What's most important to you, your previous experience? So, Tim, have you sold a house before? Tell me about your previous experience. Did that realtor do or fail to do anything that really didn't work for you? What's most important to you about what I'm offering? What characteristics or things are you looking for? Right? Like, I ask them all of those questions. Because then they tell you. I was really mad last time because my realtor didn't do an open house. Stupid. But anyway, okay, so then I know to talk about that. You know, what's the most important thing? How do you feel about drone video right like so I started leading them and everything and I interview them so the biggest thing is I don't just sit down and can a presentation I ask them a lot of questions right and so of course guess what at some point what's the question they all want to ask that's a fun one but yeah what do you charge right and so to me that's where people get like panic I'm like that's the most important I can't believe that wasn't your first way you're interviewing me that seems like one of the most important questions so in our market pretty standard is six percent three percent listing side three percent buyer side Yeah, I'm sure you do. So did another realtor come in and say that they would do it for less? Yeah, Yeah, of course they did. Well, here's the point. So the biggest reason, uh, well, you're going to make more money because of the market, and I'm going to make more money because of the value that we provide. So let me explain this to you. I used to also, and Phil and I talk about this all the time, when I wasn't good, I used to negotiate my commission too. But the point is, you're going to be getting 10 offers, and if I come to you and say, hey, you should take 10% off the price, how are you going to feel about that? right? So I'm going to get you the best price and I'm going to get you to closing, and I'm not going to cut my commission. But that's changing the commission. Sure it is. Because the commission is 6%. So the point. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't change the split. Buyers' agents here really expect 3%, and we're paid 3%. I don't want to shortchange you because there's some realtors that won't even show your house if you change that split. So do we really want to have less buyers in the gate with agents that will drive them away? Now, again, this market's a little different, but to yeah, me so it's just... I think every market's
0: different in right, that. So, like, for
2: us, it's this. Now, again... I'm hearing I have coach students right five percent. If you're not charging five, like again, I'm I'm in my market. This is what I do. You guys have to do what you do in your market. If your market's gone to five percent, you've got to figure out how you're going to negotiate all that. But you've got to be prepared for in your area the commission question. You've got to be prepared for why you're going to pick me versus Phil Puma, right? God knows he will never leave your house if you're going to pick me. And I think I'm really glad we're not in the same town because he move in and bring pajamas. But the point is one interview. You interview the client. You are interested in the client. You are not giving a canned barf presentation about the 20 million you sell every year and how you're fantastic and you're a cubic zirconia realtor and I have all these plaques and you drive 10, you have 10 diamonds in a big car. That's not why you're there. Right. So interview the client. Right. Differentiate. So the biggest differentiator that I've had lately is I have a listing partner, Bethany. She comes with me to all of my listing appointments. She is a licensed stager. So when we go to the appointment, she's right there with me. Your question was, how do I turn buyer how do I turn my sellers over? I don't. She's there with me. She's my partner. They call her all the time. They call her for showing feedback. They call her for staging things. They call her when they need flyers. They call her if their sign falls down. They call her when the realtor didn't show up on time. They call her. At first I used to get insulted and then I was like, duh, this is the whole reason you did this. Right? So I have a listing partner. I don't have an assistant. I have a listing partner. Right? She comes to all the she does all the MLS work now. I don't do any of it. So how do you tell a client that you're sitting right there with them. I don't. So, Bethany, here's what Bethany does. Bethany does the staging. Bethany takes care of everything in the background until we get your house under contract. So, any time that agent doesn't show up on time, that is what Bethany's there for. I am here to negotiate, discuss with the other realtors, be there with you when any problems happen. But Bethany is there. And it, it just happens. They call Bethany.
0: Yeah, all she's doing is elevating. I do the same thing. I said, you know, I'll say, hey, Matt's better at this. He's more accessible. And she does the same with Bethany and say, you don't want me doing that. You want me negotiating your price.
2: It's the, honestly the best. I did it, what, almost four years ago? Um, she's come with me to every appointment. She's a rock star. People love her. I got her licensed as a stager. That was the second best thing I ever did. So she we had get a staging consultation with Bethany, and it's not just some chick on my team who, you know, can take a picture. It's, she's a light, you know, she's got a certificate. She's a licensed stager, right? So that's the second thing. Right. They want to talk. Here's the, Get out of all of your heads that they always have to talk to you, right? You are, it's like, you know, I'm here for that. No, you are here to negotiate the best price and keep everything together until closing. You are there when the other realtor tries to beat somebody up. You are there for the higher level things. You don't want me doing all that stuff. And you've got to tell them that and explain that in the in that meeting, right? You've got to explain that to them. So to me, simply, right, interviewing the client, having Bethany has been two of the most strategic things I've done that have not only cut my hours, that sort of made us a little different because she wasn't just this, who's this person I'm talking to, right? So just something to think about in terms of your listings. So Phil's going to give a couple things, too, um, but um, those to me, because, again, we, we don't really have, obviously, we don't have six hours to go, well, first we drive there and then we do this. Yes. Um, It took, so how long, uh, by the end of this class, I'm going to repeat the question back, and you will not want to fire me. So how long did it take for her to get licensed as a staging consultant? Two days. Two days. Two days. She went up to Northern Virginia. I paid for the hotel. I paid for the class. It was probably 300 bucks. She's a licensed stager. There you go. Yes. I did.
1: Oh. Does Bethany, does she talk at the listening? She
2: does. She, Oh, does Bethany talk at the listing appointment? Um, she does talk at the listing appointment. Um, she is very much so I talk about the pricing. I talk about why you're picking us. She talks about the condition of their home. She talks about the staging process. She talks about how photos are going to happen. So I'm in my lane right on the Marjorie 25 years, um, sold many houses. She's in her lane on the prepping the house, staging the house. Everything she's going to do, realtor showings, the feedback system, how we're going to deliver the sign, right? So it's very clear on what I do and what she does. And when we first started, let's be clear, she probably just was a little, you know, she didn't know, and I ran the show. And now, actually, I feel like I talk less and less. It's awesome, actually. I think I'm like, I don't even have to go anymore. But I do go, of course. But she's she's taken over more of her part of the role. All right. I'm going to let Phil, we're going to get Phil. One one more question back here, and then...
1: Well if I buy a house on your and
2: sell a house, will you sell my house for a commission? No. no. Okay. That's the that's the big thing Now no. I'm gonna write seven <laughs> contracts for you. You're gonna sure. pay me ninety two
0: percent. And we're going to talk more about other things we do to counter the commission. So one thing too, when we come in there, always have your ammunition ready to sell. I'm always selling, and I'm, when I'm, I walk through the house first. So first thing I do is walk through the house and get more ammunition. Me too. Things they love about the house. So Marjorie does the same thing. So walk. To, I, that's, so I have a process. My process is to walk through the house, start getting information. So when we sit down, you'll have more things to sell on. We already have probably enough finding out why they're moving. Um, the other thing is, and Rick talked about it earlier, the triangle for trust. If they were referred, do it again. Bring up the triangle for trust again. If they're interviewing people that weren't referred to them, bring in the triangle of trust, right? If they're interviewing people and they didn't say the person that sold them the house, do it as a fear-based close. So when you bought the house, how did that situ- how, how did that process go? All right, how did that process go? Was it fun? Was it good? Obviously, if they didn't call them, wasn't good, right? So fear-based, any bad situations, any clients that you've had that had bad situations, all right? So if they were referred to you, triangle for trust, fear-based clothes, so do that. Walk the house, get more information, all right? That's where you're going to get information. Talk about listings that you've sold in the area, all right? Give examples, give stories, all right? She talked about interviewing the client. So if it's a client you want, bring that in, all right? I use everything everything and I just take it in a recent listing appointment I went in I was wearing these shoes he's like Kohans. I'm like yeah he grabbed his and showed me his I'm like cool I love them. super comfortable right yep so I put that back in my head we sat down at the table he asked me to cut the commission right are these cheap shoes or expensive shoes expensive right so I said I said so Walmart shoes compared to Cole Hans at Nordstrom right There's a big difference, right? There's a big difference in someone that's doing it for 1% for me doing a full commission, Alright? right? Seems like you like really nice things. You have a million-dollar home. Are you really going to pick the cheapest realtor? You don't wear the cheapest shoes, but you're going to pick the cheapest realtor. This is the biggest asset that you have. And you're going to pick the cheapest realtor, not the best realtor that's going to get you the most amount of money and get it to closing. So I always use examples and bring it up. Bring it up. All right. There was another one. I know he, he was um, in his business. Um, he had been in his business for years and he was talking to me about how he's grown and he's doing really well in his business. You know, was an older gentleman. Um, so I always know someone that is in their career now. Are they making more money or less money than when they started? More money. Right. So he brought up the commission situation again. It's a different, different client. And I said, I did the example that Marjorie said there. He's like, well, you, you know, there's guys that will do it for 5%. I said, I used to do it for 5% too when I started out in my career and I sucked. All right. Do you want someone that sucks or not? I said, that's like, I said, when you started out in your career, do you make a lot more money now? Yes. Would you hire you then or you now? Who would you hire? What's he going to say? Me now. And he started telling me about a story about this young girl that just came to work that expects the same amount of money as him. He set himself up, signed right there. So use, exam- I take everything in. I change it all the time, but take it all in and sell based on what you are take. I use that as ammunition, take it in and sell based on it. Don't say the same thing all the time and then just go into your total value proposition. So I change up what I say based on my communication with that client.
2: So I am going to interject one second because like I have had so many conversations with Phil about this and he, I literally laughed. Because he'll call me sometimes. They'll be like, so this is what I said this time. I'm like, there's no way you said that. So here's the thing, though. Think about, like, personality, right? So Phil, I mean, can take it to the chin with a smile. He's very smiley. He's aggressive and smiley. It works. It's hard to be aggressive. And, like, if you're aggressive and... Like, Jamie, it will be harder for you to be as aggressive as Phil to me. Now you can in some way, but he's, he says stuff, I'm like, there's just not a chance you said that. Like, they're like, we need to think about it. He's like, well, I brought my pajamas, basically. Not kidding.
0: They'll say yeah, that. So every time they ask, like, I need to think about it, I would say, how many minutes do you need? <laughs> yeah, right? You used it, and what are they going to They do the same thing you do, and they laugh. And he then the next thing They in their
2: backyard and said, I'll be out here. You come get me when yeah, you're ready. Yeah,
0: they said, well, we need to talk together. I'm going to go for a walk. I'll be right back. And I just start walking out. I mean, what are they going to tell me? Just, no, no, just don't come back and leave. And then I walk around the house and I come back in the house. So, I mean.
2: But that works, right? But so my point is, like, I'm always like, there ain't no way I'm going to, like, pull my PJs out. He's like, oh, I'm going to when jump. they do
0: that, when they say, they say, I need to sleep on it. And I'm like, well, we have him for dinner. Let me call my wife so I'm not going home. And like, <laughs> i will my phone. <laughs> so it's going to get them to laugh. Again, when it's building rapport, building relationship, it does that. Right. And it has to be, I'm super confident when I go in there. My goal is to get it signed, and my mind says I'm getting it signed. And you have to have that, and you have to, that has to come out in everything you say and do. My close is the assumption close. I go right in, here's your name, here's our company, hiring us. its effective date, sign here. Right? That's my close. I've gotten through listing, um, appointments where that's the last page. Like, does this mean we're hiring you? Yes, you just signed every page of the contract. Yes, you're hiring me. (laughs) So I just go right into it. So confident. I don't think they even know, you know, so I just go into it and do that. And, you know, so many people will stop. I love, love, love when they say they've interviewed other clients. When I go into the assumption close, I was like, hey, did any other agents ask you to sign? What do you think they say? No. No. Well, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to ask you two more times before we're done to sign. All right. And I'm just still shocked. Like, I'm trying to understand this. So they came into your home and didn't ask you to sign. So, yeah, I'm wondering what they're going to do when they have a buyer here that wants to buy your house. think they're going to ask them to sign a buyer offer to purchase a contract for your house. And you're going to think you're even you're still thinking about hiring them. They wouldn't ask you to sign. They're not going to ask a buyer to sign. All right. So just giving your value proposition again. And I will ask them again and again until they kick me out. Question? No. No. But
1: if I know that you're pitching, I want to go first. (laughs)
0: There you go. Exactly. But yeah. But so many won't bring, some won't even bring the the contract, right? Or ask them to sign. And most won't ask to sign. So I bring that up all the time and usually we'll get it, right? Usually we'll get the listing. If they don't get it to me then, they'll call back. So those are a couple things that I use and do.
2: So any, so again, we are very obviously I'm not quite like Phil Puma in terms of I'm not as aggressive. Like I don't I've never said I'm bringing my PJs or I'm calling my, you know, husband and tell him I'm not. I'm going to use it, though. I'm totally going to use it. He's you know, the chef. He's going to be really sad, but I won't be coming home for dinner. I'm going to try it. Um, but I want you guys to think about we talked about interviewing. We talked about a process. We talked about questions. We talked about I'm in assumptive close to a little differently than Phil. For me, it's just like okay. Well, um, we're gonna, you know, we talked about photography, talked about the drone guy, so I've got to coordinate him. So I'm gonna reach out to him tomorrow so we can set up the drone photos. Looks like I pull the weather out. Looks like weather's gonna be really good Wednesday and Thursday. Is which one do you? Which one should we take pictures? Like I just roll right into our next steps. Here's what happens next. So Bethany's already taking some pictures, right? I'm just going to send her to take the photos. Let's get the staging consult going. Like, I'm going to go until they say no. I'm not quite going to get my PJs out. But I'm an assumptive close, too. And then if they say we're not ready, I say, well, I'm a why not? Why not? Like, what, what is it that I haven't demonstrated? What are you not comfortable? We have to talk to two other people. Why? Because we need their price. Not their price. Not my price. It's market price. We're all going to. We all should or are going to have the same price. The market drives the price. We'll go through that, and we'll come up with our price. Yeah, but again, why? What is it that you're waiting for? Or what have we not demonstrated? right? So to me, it's why, why, why not, why not? And a lot of times, the best is, and you guys just read people as well, they sort of look at each other. So actually, it's funny, he likes to be last. I actually like to be first, because um, I will absolutely say, hey, I know you have two other appointments. If you want, I can call and cancel them for you. Yeah, I have no problem doing that. Right. But they when if they kind of look at each other like mm, then I'm like, oh, wait. Right. Like, let's go. And I'm like, I totally understand. But, you know, this is what, again, then it's, you said that this is most important to you. So the most important to you is moving in the next 60 days. You do not have time. Right. I appreciate you're going to talk to people. It's going to take you a couple of weeks. You need to make decisions. We can get going tomorrow. Right. So it's kind of like what is driving them forward. So I want you guys to think about what do you need to add in your listing presentation process that's going to make a difference when you go back. So take a second and do that. We'll ask a couple questions because then we're going to be wrapping up.
0: Write that down, things you're going to add to the actual process. And while you're doing that, we're going to still um, keep chatting. One thing I want to make sure we're doing, if we don't get it signed there, which happens to all of us, I don't get everyone signed. Uh, Make sure you have a follow-up system and process, too. You have to have a follow-up system. Don't just bring the file back and never follow up with it. Um, And the reason why I want to bring that up really quick, that's when I bring in the personalized video. So everything I took in from that lead intake, everything I took from the appointment, all my competition, then I send out a personalized video. It was a recent one. Super high-end price. It was on the market a year ago um, and didn't sell. Didn't sell a year ago, right? So he gave me, he interviewed people this time that time he just went in. Um, so a couple of things I took from the appointment again it was this guy with big numbers that didn't show up to the appointment. He got a non personalized video. That dude didn't follow up. Had another discount broker didn't follow up. So he was saying all the things that they did. So it was easy for me to counter. Hey, I'm just sending you a personalized video. Obviously I came to your appointment. I'm going to be selling your house. I will get it sold this time, right? And then I talked about the discount broker. I'm like looks like last time you didn't use a discount broker. They didn't sell it. So you're expecting a discount broker to actually sell your home this time. You have a really nice house, almost $2 million and you're going to hire, you know, someone there. Obviously someone did it full commission. How much you didn't even call you back yet. How are they going to sell your house? Super personalized video. I'm going to be there. Um, We're going to get it to closing this time. We're going to get it done. Um, Everything he brought up workout guy. I talked about that. Talked about um, his wife has already relocated out of town, getting the family back together. Total personalized video followed up. Got the listing. All right. So just take it all in. If you don't get it, video, find out what, when they want you to call back. And I always call back sooner than that. I was hey, what's your expectation when do you want me to follow back up? And then I follow up sooner than that. So make sure you have a follow up. I do a thank you note. Thank you for your time. Again, put a bunch of selling points in there. So I have a process. That's my process. Video. Thank you. note, phone call. Anything to add on that process?
2: No. Again, the 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 call is super important. I think the note is super important because it just shows that you have systems in place and that again you you, you it mattered, right? So a personalized note from me saying thank you so much for taking the time to meet with us. Now again, if we if they signed, we're going to take great care of you. We will always be here for you. We cannot wait to get your home sold. Like it's I've got to show appreciation that they picked me, right? So I'm going to say it verbally, video, and a note. I, I think don't 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 not think about the importance of a personal note. Personal note makes a huge difference.
0: Leads are gold. Uh, Rick talked about leads and we talked about lead conversion, right? That's converting them, converting them at the appointment. If you don't, the follow-up to convert, all right? The follow-up to convert, all right? Um, we got a couple minutes for questions. Any final questions and thoughts? Um, and while you're I'll
2: doing that, I think, I'm pretty sure if you shoot the QR code. Yes, QR
0: code you here. Get the
2: survey. On, or your, on the back of your. here are
0: on, on your table. I'm sure you got more than three tactics, but if you got at least three tactics, our expectation, like we set the expectation for clients, is a five. All right. If not, I will be back there and I will not let you out of the room, just like I don't leave the seller's house. All
2: right. Oh yeah, he's getting his PJs out. We're not going to. (laughs) I'm going to have to.
0: I'm looking at your phone on the way out. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Any other questions while you guys are there? Someone snuck out. Who was that? Go catch them. Make sure they give a five. Go get him, Christian. I'm just joking, but you can't. He's not really
2: kidding. He's not kidding.
0: <laughs> Dayton was in here, too, so make sure he does. So how often do
1: you have, like, a pretty, not frustrating, but you, you definitely go for the, go for the students. How often do you have to call back and be like, hey, we you changed our mind?
0: Um, like v- 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 it haven't happened recently. It does happen every once in a while. I mean, and, you know, I'm not going to push. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm going to sell your house, you know. Um, so it was funny. I had, I had... I had one that I did not get and obviously a different market. It was when, you know, took a little bit to get high and, and they were way high in price and I just told them where they needed to go on price and they picked someone that listed it for higher price. Again, different market, different time. I know we're all different now and I always asked why I didn't get it. They said you were too aggressive and too cocky. That was their response. Cool. So they called me back and they said, we're, we're ready for their guess of cocky guy. This time we want to get it sold <laughs> when it didn't sell. So, and I got it sold. My team actually called, they called on expiry. listings, so they called them that day. Like, yep, we're ready for them now. So we didn't pick them the first time. Got it done. Sold them their new house. So I always find out why we didn't get it so that we can overcome that. Hopefully for that client. If not, build something into the process. Build something into the process.
2: I will tell you, and last thing for me too, I did lose a buyer this year. And I asked why. And they said that even though I did a Zoom meeting with them, asked them a ton of questions. Apparently I, I didn't hit something. And they said that the other agent seems more interested. I was like, geez, I don't know how much more interested I could have been. So, of course, I got mad first, not at them. I was just <laughs> like, what the hell are you? And then I was like, learn. So here's what I'll tell you guys as well. Everyone you don't get, what do you learn? So yep. what I learned is more detailed questionnaire in advance, Right. I I just like, okay, obviously they were more in depth with them, even as much as we do. Now, that might be one out of a hundred, but instead of just being mad and being like, well, they're obviously crazy, which they clearly were. It was a terrible decision, um, but what did I learn from it? What do we have? So I called the team, and I was like, hey, they said we were not – I wasn't interested enough, so I need to add – I need to shift some things. I need to see, me did I go to, I talk very fast, so do I need to slow down? What do I need to do? So if something doesn't go right, what did you learn? So why didn't you get it? What do you learn, right? Put a system in place for that. So I don't care if it's just one, right? Like I want to see what I can do differently to do better. All right, guys, thank you. Awesome.
0: For- Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the course Sales Training Boot Camp. For registration
1: information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670
2: or find us on the web at www.mccorrtraining.com.